0: You're locked on to DJ and PK. Go, Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio show for over a decade. Whoa. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. This, this is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
1: JPK it's 975 and twelve eighty the zone. Predictions on a Friday. Who's gonna win? You took uh, I took B I took uh, Utah thirty one to ten. You were gonna go thirty eight ten, you changed it to thirty eight seven
2: just to be different. I think, you know, in all the years of making predictions, I think you hit it one time, exact score once.
1: No, I think you actually did it twice. Twice? I was twice. Just thinking about that today, driving yeah. in. It, uh, yeah, In the early days of the show, you hit it on back-to-back weeks. It seemed to me like there was a Utah CSU game, you uh-huh. hit it on the button, yeah. And you're like, you are you just went berserk. My genius cannot be contained! And you were screaming in the microphone and carrying on. Me screaming in the microphone? What? That's so weird. <laughs> I think I hit it once. It was uh, Utah and Cal and Urban Meyer, and you just dismissed me. You were lucky. Next. (laughs) Anytime you hit the score exactly, you're lucky.
2: Oh, I've seen it all.
1: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It's time to talk BYU football with the former Cougar linebacker, Brian Keel. Part of the Red and the Blue every Friday here with DJ and PK. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Brian, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How confident are you right now? How nervous are you right now? What are you thinking? What are you feeling?
3: oh man I don't know um I mean there's two ways to look at it I mean my initial thought was well maybe they're really bad um to lose to to Georgia State which is you know bodes well for us the other thought is maybe they're really mad and they're going to give us the best game so I don't know I hopefully it's the latter or or, or the prior I mean because that's what we need right now we need we need a W
2: Yeah, I'm thinking that it's going to cause some uh, opportunity to really focus in on more than what they had. And what remains to be seen, I think that no matter what Tennessee does, BYU has to play well in order to win. So Georgia State had to play well in order to win. So most likely, unless you have a gross mismatch, you have to play well in order to win. So that really doesn't change for the Cougars. Uh, Based on what you saw last week, what's your level of confidence That the Cougars will play well.
3: So yeah, play well and play smart. Those are two different things, and they're both important. Um, I thought we played well against Utah. We did not play smart. We had a couple really critical mistakes um, that really just got the game out of hands Um, in the the end of the or started in the second quarter, but really the second half. Um, up until that point, you know we played we played well and we we competed against a team with with better players than us, and um, and then it got out of hand and and a lot of those a lot of those mistakes were, were self inflicted, you know when when you have when you have a team third and twenty six or whatever it was and you bail them out with a, a stupid face mask penalty I mean just just idiotic things like that that you just you just can't do that just situational football and then. You know Utah goes down and ends up scoring on that drive, um, and, and you're off the. It's third and twenty six. I mean you're, you're off the field. It's just just dumb things like that. Um, the turnovers were were unfortunate, and, and I get it. You know I thought Wilson played really well considering how much pressure he was he was getting, um, but you know he kind of felt like he was trying to force it there because um, we were down. And but in, in general, I, I like the team. I'd like to see more carries. Um, for Williams, I think he's a really good back just from the limited action we saw and I'm, I'm I'm I would say I'm optimistic, confident not yet, but optimistic.
1: So you mentioned you'd like to see more carries. Georgia State ran for over 200 yards and I think the numbers were even better cuz you got to take sack yardage out in college football. So maybe they ran for, you know, 230 or something like that. That's a lot of yards, but do you think if BYU doesn't have immediate success, if they got to you know wear down Tennessee a little bit and all that stuff, do you think they'll stick with Tyson Williams based on regret of only giving him seven carries in the first game and the fact that they saw Tennessee uh, really get dominated in the second half?
3: Yeah, I mean, the biggest uh, – we made a lot of mistakes a week ago. I think, honestly, the biggest one was only giving him the ball three times in the first half. And then four times in the second half. Um, who knows what the game looks like if he gets more carries. He, from the limited action he had, he looks like a really good back. I was impressed with him. Um, good vision, you know, strong, quick, good burst. It uh, was effective every time he got the ball. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him to get you know get a get a good workload. You know, maybe 20 carries, something like that. in that range. You know, 18, 20 carries. I don't, I don't want to you know 30 30 carries. I don't think we're with that, I, I like to. I think Zach's really good. I want to see him throw the ball, but a little bit more balance. We I think we threw the ball too much. I think most people would agree with me a week ago, but yeah, I mean, you know, if that's the key or a key to, to beating these guys, you know, they Georgia State showed that blueprint last week. Then um, you know, you could go try to replicate it, but.
2: You spoke of how Utah has better players and I don't think anybody would argue particularly this year Utah looks like it's going to have its best team since they've been in the conference. But how would you assess the overall talent level of BYU?
3: I think so so there there's two different things and I think I've said this on the air before I can't remember. I've I've been in all sorts of disputes on Twitter with people about this. Um, which is fun for me. Um, so talent and athleticism are two different things. Um, so um, Utah is way more athletic than us. Tennessee is going to be way more athletic than us. Um, talent is different. They're similar, but they're different. Um, I think BYU, I think we are talented. Um, and a lot of times we have talented players who aren't as athletic Um, And, you know, the casual observer might be listening to me right now and think I'm speaking nonsense. But, you know, there's similar things, but they're different. You know, athleticism is the ability to run fast, jump high, be strong, change direction. You know, that's athleticism. You know, it's measurable. Talent is not necessarily measurable. You could be really good at football and not be athletic. And you could be really athletic and not good at football. Um, so for BYU, I think I think our team is talented. You know, we're not we're not as talented as as, as the average SEC team, um, and Utah has outpaced us in the last the last ten years, especially since they've joined the, the Pac-12. But the talent the talent's pretty close, especially with our one. Um, you know, definitely drops off after after our one. We do not even have close to the depth uh, of these other, of these T five schools. Um, but you know, we have some good football players at our ones. The the, what hurts us is that athleticism, which a lot of a big factor it's not athleticism isn't all speed, but speed is a big factor of it. Is we don't we don't have the speed. You know, we have good football players but they're typically not as fast as some of the football players on these other teams. And so what that means is we have we don't have the the room for error. The margin for error that they do we have to play smarter we have to play more cautious and more careful and we're we're generally this isn't you know an absolute but generally not as potent not as dangerous because we don't have that speed you know speed kills
1: does Bushman give the offense an advantage where you've got a combination of that athleticism you get size certainly and you got some talent is that a matchup that BYU can exploit
3: yeah, I I really like him. Um he's another guy who I think underutilized. Um great great football player. Um I think I think he, he, he every every time he gets the ball, he he seems or gets the ball thrown to him, he seems to do good things. He he catches it well, he he runs well he, um so yeah, I, I think I think that's that's an area of, of strength for our team that we need to utilize. I think he's been underutilized.
2: I'm sure you know Kyle Van Oy, Both of you played linebacker at BYU. Both of you played in the NFL. He's still playing. He's been vocal on Twitter, and I'm going to read you something that he put out on Twitter and get your response to it. Uh, leadership needs to be accountable. Give the players and the coaches the resources to be great. Don't be trying to eat with the big boys. And then the bill comes, and you want to be cheap. Step up leadership, and you know who you are. What's your reaction as far as BYU providing the resources for this? program to be successful.
3: Oh man, that's vintage Kyle, right It there. really is, um. yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree. <laughs> um so here's the thing. I I I understand what he's saying there and I and I generally don't disagree with him. Um I don't know the details of all that goes on at BYU with the higher ups, the brass, the decision makers I, 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 there's, certain, you know, and, and none of us do that, that aren't in the circle. There, we don't know the details. What we do know is, you know, college football is a is a major economic driver. It, it produces a ton of money, and it takes money to produce in college football. And you know, our budget. I don't know exactly what our budget is. Uh, you know, I, I know that these P5 schools' budgets have skyrocketed as the brand of college football has just blown up over the last several, you know, years in the last decade. And, you know, in, in a sense, you know, we're kind of getting left in the dust. Um, our co- I know our coaches aren't paid as like other coaches at, at P5 schools. And, and, you know, I don't, I know we don't spend as much money on recruiting and, and facilities and just all these things that add up. Um, is, is, is that, you know the the sum of all of our issues no but I, I think it is an issue and so back to BYU well what can we do you know we've been trying to get the p5 that's been unsuccessful that would help us that would give us more money give us more more resources and in terms of the the institution um, the way I understand it and again I'm not in no circle so I don't know I don't know the details but the way I understand it is athletic department is completely independent financially from BYU in that all of its funding comes from ticket sales, merchandise, and then boosters and donations. The the university doesn't contribute at all. That's that's the way I understand it. I don't know if that's true or not. That's that's what my understanding is. Um, Could they change that? Is that something they want to look at? I, I think, you know, I don't want to speak for Kyle, but what he's alluding to there is there are resources available that aren't being allocated to the this program, and if they want to eat with the big boys, as he says, then they need to make that decision. And um, I don't, I don't disagree with him. I think he's got a valid point there.
1: You think anything's changing anytime soon, or is this uh, two ex football players who are frustrated with uh, you know eleven and sixteen over the last two plus seasons?
3: Um, yeah. So I. Um, uh... It's BYU, so change is definitely <laughs> not super fast. Um, I mean, we've talked about the honor code before. I think that there's a, adjustments in the honor code that, that need to be made that would, you know, just not even <clears throat> sports aside, just for the institution. Um, there's, you know, I think that needs to happen just for the institution. But those changes, I think, that I think should happen would help the athletic department, specifically football and basketball. Um, more than any other sport, but, you know, specifically those sports. Um, so, you know, there's changes there that could be made. And, and will they make the, the money changes and start putting the – I don't know. It just kind of depends on what they want out of their athletic program. And, you know, it's just – it's hard to forecast. Uh, the, the simple solution is if we could just get a P5. Yeah. You know, and if the Big 12 was would have been – I mean, just would have made so much sense on so many – different levels but you know we don't we don't make those decisions we just we can only do what we can do
2: i think they're in a difficult position the proverbial rock in a hard place when it comes to scheduling tom homo when he was speaking at the education week at the end of last month he said you know if you want 10 wins i can give you 10 wins basically guaranteeing you so it's obvious as an independent you can you schedule your own games so he can schedule way many more wins. Almost like, and maybe it's actually akin to exactly what you had when you're in the whacking Mountain West because BYU was better historically than CSU, Wyoming, Vegas, New Mexico. Uh, most of the time, San State. The Aztecs got it going on now. Uh, so they had five, six wins built in. But now that they're an independent, you can't be all conference as a player, obviously. So you as a player... What would you prefer? Because you can have this name schedule, which means you're probably going to have more losses as opposed to playing, even though you're not in a conference, you could still play a Mountain West-type schedule and schedule these teams to have more wins, but they wouldn't be glamour wins. So they're in a hard spot there. As a player, you're coming out of Brighton now, and they don't have a conference. What's attracting you to BYU schedule-wise?
3: so it's hard to speak um for other people i'll try i can speak for myself and i'll I'll try to speak for my teammates who i played with um you know i started junior and senior year um should have started freshman and sophomore year but that's a discussion for another (laughs) day (laughs) so i i two-year starter as a starter i went undefeated in conference um never lost a single game to in conference uh, you know Beat Utah twice, beat TCU twice, um, and, you know, blasted all the rest of the Mount West Conference. Um, never lost a single time at home. And um, won two conference championships. Now, I, it, it's hard for me to take that experience because it was fantastic and weigh it against the opportunity that these kids have now. You know, I'm looking at BYU's schedule. I got it on my computer right now. You know, playing, opening up with Utah, Tennessee, USC, and Washington. If I'm if I'm at Brighton High School right now, and BYU comes knocking on my door and they show me that schedule, I want to go play that schedule. Yeah. And for for me, for me as a kid, I can't speak for other people, you know, but for me, like, yeah, that's alluring. And I would I would have loved to play teams like that when I was at BYU. And um I don't think I don't think there's any of my teammates this is where I'll try to speak for them, I don't think there's any of my teammates that would that would have balked at that schedule, would have shied away from it, would have said, Hey Tom Homo, go schedule us ten wins. I don't I don't know that there's, you know, a teammate on my team in those those years where we were really good that would have said that. I think we would have said, Bring it on. So they are in a rock, you know, rock rock in a hard place. It's a tough spot. Um, they'd like to be in a P5 They're not a lot of people think this answer is for them to go back to to a, a G5 conference and I disagree with that I don't think that puts us ahead But basically the my my thought on that is recruiting wise I don't think there's any kid that is not going to come to BYU because we're independent But if we were in, say, the Mountain West, they are going to come to BYU. I don't think there's any kid in that category, so I don't think it helps us recruiting wise.
1: How many of you or your teammates, though, would have gone to Utah or one of the Pac-12 schools that would have recruited them really hard? Had you guys all been, you know, born ten or fifteen years later?
3: Because yeah, so I think again, it's hard for me to speak. I, you know, I would have. I was, you know, born and raised BYU. I was going there, whatever. Um, for my teammates it's hard for me to speak for them and I think I think just from history it would suggest that yes yeah, certainly some of the guys that I played with would have gone to Utah because if you just look over the last several years there's a couple of guys that, who traditionally would be BYU guys that that didn't go to BYU they went to Utah um, you know they're, they're probably the two biggest ones you know like Britton Covey I mean probably the best example um <clears throat> Just guys like that, um, they've done that the last couple of years. So and, and it, reason would suggest that if the situation was like that, some of my teammates, I don't think a lot, but, you know, you never know. Um, I wouldn't have gone there, but, you know, that's just me.
1: Well, uh Stanford has about a half dozen return missionaries on their roster and I got to wonder, you know, 30, 40 years ago, does Lavelle get three of those guys, four of those guys, all six of those guys? Cuz yeah. yeah, I mean in the real glory years, there were a ton of NFL guys on the roster. I mean, they were just all over the place.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing. And and Stanford, that's a whole other story. Um you know, I don't fall, it, it, I mean, stuff, the education there is just so, so unique, you know, anytime they come knocking, I think you got to give them a hard look. So, um, so when they steal, when, when, you know, I use the word steal, like as if these guys belong to us, I mean, of course they don't belong to us. Um, there's kind of that mentality that, you know, LDS return missionary go to BYU and it doesn't have, they don't have to go to BYU and I, if they can go wherever they want, um, yeah, so I steal is not the right word but it's kind of how it feels like but if Stanford steals kids from us that doesn't that doesn't bother me at all like I say I congratulate them and say go get that education but yeah you're you a good point would LaBelle get some of those guys probably
1: alright before we let you go uh, final score what do you think what do you expect
3: oh man um, I, I think we're going to win I think we're going to bounce back um, I think uh, I think we're going to play well fix some of our dumb mistakes um I don't know. Probably something like the the twenty four twenty one range, something like that. Twenty twenty seventeen, something like that. You know, I don't know. Fingers crossed. We need a W. All right, Brian.
1: We appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. You guys have a good Friday.
2: Brian See, Keel, former BYU linebacker. I think you're mistaken on the error of Stanford because you referred to the six missionaries because somebody told you that it's not about the era that we live in. It's about David Shaw being willing to do it. You could put another coach in there in that same era, and he's saying, I'm not waiting for these two guys. Forget that. I mean, two years for these guys. I I can't afford to do that. But now Stanford, since Harbaugh was there and uh, Shaw followed, he always has two years. So it's more about Shaw being willing to do it as opposed to, other schools. Because how many other schools have returned missionaries on their program outside of Utah, Utah State? Not very uh, Stanford,
1: many. Stanford's in the lead.
2: Because Shaw is willing, willing to, to do it. it. But Shaw
1: said he's only recruiting nationally because in this area of um, you know technology, people are so connected because they can FaceTime and they can text. And, and games that, are on television. And the games are on TV nationally. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That was more I was referring to. But you're right. If Stanford's next coach whenever he goes for whatever reason he goes 20 years in retirement or yeah. 3 years of the NFL if that coach has a different attitude and has a different staffer and I'm blanking on the name of the coach but he's got an LDS in the defensive coordinator of Lance Anderson right and so and so he's doing a lot of the recruiting here and so you are right if if they have a different coordinator and yeah. a different head coach with a different attitude then or security all he doesn't the have the security that David Shaw has right because Shaw's not getting fired next year. He's not right. getting fired the year so after So he that. can
2: afford to wait for a Fajoco for two years.
1: But we are we are also seeing... Chip Kelly can't. We are seeing kids who... And I realize there are more D1 prospects in the state of Utah, so the pool is bigger, so you got to factor that in. But we are seeing more kids from Utah going to different programs, just one here, one there. Oregon takes a kid. LSU takes a kid. Bama takes a kid. And it's not a lot... But it's like, well, how many really good players would BYU need to be in a really different But those spot? kids
2: aren't going on missions. It's two different things. Right.
1: But not all BYU kids are going on missions, even though the number of BYU kids going up on missions by decade it's has been growing. Yeah, it's been it's been growing dramatically.
2: They'll take them. If you're not going on a mission, for sure, they'll take you. But...
1: But most of the kids who do go to BYU, Stanford do go on has issues.
2: proven that they'll ha- they have zero problem with. It. In right. fact, they encourage you yeah. if you want to go, go. They encourage you to come back. As Shaw Shaw said millions of times about coming back and and teaching what you've learned. Yeah. And this quarterback McGee, he's already talking about him. So that that is a it potentially is a temporary thing here. And it has nothing to do with they're in the Pac-12 and you're independent and blah, 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 blah. And so that- if
1: it is a temporary thing, then where do those half dozen or so kids end up going? Well, You've got to give them a reason to go to your place. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The
0: Zone. Stay with us. For many of our listeners, the daily grind begins at 6 a.m. sharp. Wake up. But for some of our uh, slightly less ambitious listeners, this segment is for you. These are your 9 o'clock, where the heck have you been slacker headlines. Wake up. With DJ and PK. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. (sighs)
1: DJ is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. All right, time to catch up on all the stuff we've been talking about during this show, and it is brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. You've been thinking about it? You've been cogitating on it? Cogitating on it? Processing it? You ready with the BYU prediction?
2: I am, 62-11. to 11. What? Yeah. No. Who? Why? You got the what and the who. <laughs>
1: so, BYU wins 62 to 11. BYU loses 62 no, they, to 11? They're not losing. You're going with 62 to 11. That's your number. Yeah. All right. We'll write that down. We'll never forget it. We don't need to write <laughs> it down. It's so unusual. We've been asking for your picks. I went with uh, 3123. We've been asking BYU. We've been asking for your uh, your picks today and your predictions for the weekend. Matthew says I'm I'm going to hope I don't get in any trouble with my wife on our anniversary.
2: Why would you get in trouble with your wife? I don't know. Matthew's got issues. Apparently. I've never been in trouble. Maybe with he's
1: going to watch wife.
2: maybe he's going to watch too in much trouble football. with my wife? Yeah. If I want to watch football, I'm watching football. There's no need for me to be worried about getting in trouble. She will understand because I will make it up to her in so many areas. She will be willing to have me watch football. I don't get in trouble with my wife. Jeez. Know your roles in a relationship and it'll work out just great.
1: Should you go to Kmart and get her a cocktail dress? That always seems to work for you.
2: Depends on what time of year. We do that in the spring.
1: Oh, really? That's the spring thing. Mm
2: -hmm. That's when I pop. Yes, when the weather's starting to get better. Not when it's starting to turn the other way. No, you don't get the cocktail dress in the fall. You get it in the spring. It's something she looks forward to every year. I get her one of those deals, you know, those credit cards that just has a certain amount. It's not an overall credit card. You just put a certain amount on it and you can use it. And one of those charge cards. Yeah, it works great. How to keep women happy. So (laughs) I've worked on it for years. Yeah. So Stanford. Beneficial in all three
1: of my marriages. USC. Pac twelve opener. Both quarterbacks out. Although Stanford has issues on the O line, too. You got a you got a feeling for this? You got a vibe or too many? I got a
2: feeling. A feeling deep
1: inside. Too many unknowns to predict what the heck is going to happen Yeah, here. this
2: is going to be somewhat of a mystery game. I get your point there.
1: But interesting because USC comes out of this game. It's and huge then they, game. They come to Provo to play BYU and then they go home and play Utah. As well, it's a conference
2: year. game. It's huge. And it's your first conference game. There's never a time your first conference game is not huge. You want to get off to the right start conference-wise. So either it's going to be this week, next week, or the week after. Whenever they come, these games are gigantic. And Stanford and SC, has, they've created this tradition now of playing early in the season, the second week. Last year they were up in Palo Alto, and SC with the freshman quarterback JT Daniels really struggled. So I'd have to think that if Daniels was struggling, that this kid is going to struggle too. Stanford has at least their quarterback... Is, he's never started, but he's been in the program for a few years. So I would think that Stanford would be a favorite. But, you know, SC's got a new offense coordinator there. When Daniels was playing, he looked pretty good in this offense. Now this freshman kid, what's his name, Clovis? Kidon Slovis. Slovis. Well, he was Slovis at the start. Because they weren't expecting them to play. So how much did they, you know, just dumb down? Let's get out of here with a W. They had the lead. They had a big yeah, lead. And we'll worry about it uh, next week. You know, we'll we'll get together tomorrow, uh, Sunday, and we'll start working you obviously and give you ninety percent of the reps and practice, blah, 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 blah. And uh, or, you know, they've got Fink who's been in the program a few years himself. Do they have a quick trigger? If something happens.
1: I can't predict any of this. These are right. the unknowns I was referencing. Right. And can SC, if, if uh, you know, with Stanford, I think, I think it's their left tackle is out, and another guy's dinged up, and is USC front seven just going to dominate?
2: Uh, everybody's going to be hurting going forward from here on out. Someone's going to be hurting. Most likely, very rarely you're going to go through. So, you know, as as USC's front seven, they all 100 percent healthy. And the the problem with the injuries, and we we do that with the jazz, is that you just you focus on yours and everybody else is 100 percent healthy. That's not true. So, so be it. Quarterback and the experience level of the quarterback is massive.
1: Well, they both lost their starters. Now, KJ Costello, maybe just for a game or two. We'll have to see how this plays out. But for USC, it's obviously a And then
2: SC, how many times are they going to play BYU and Utah in consecutive weeks? You wouldn't think very often. (laughs) So that just adds to the intrigue. I'll be at both of those games. So what's that? That's an 8.30 start our time, Saturday night?
1: ESPN. Stanford at USC. Yeah, eight thirty. all over that. Which is the exact same time that Cal and Washington start. They're playing up in Seattle. They both both won their openers. They both played uh, lower division teams. Both beat uh, Big Sky schools. I'll be on that, too. That's on FS1 at 830.
2: Well, I'll have a computer and a TV going. Ready to go. Mm -hmm. So I'll be watching them both simul. And I I guarantee you, Utah's coaches are going to be all over it. It works for them, that 11 a.m.
1: game. They'll be all done. Mm-hmm. Sit there and watch it and absorb as much as possible.
2: I know Kyle likes to prepare his primary lesson on sa- Saturday nights.
1: Maybe he'll do it late Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Before the game kicks off. I think he teaches the five-year-olds. Get done with the uh, the post-game. You just make it step Buck. up. <laughs> 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 Buck's just shaking his head. <laughs>
0: Don't know enough to dispute it.
2: Uh, uh, nobody does. <laughs> that's right. That's the beauty it. of it. It's kind of the point of it. <laughs> the more play. random, the better. <laughs> and I don't know either, but I could just have a little bit of knowledge, throw it out there, and we're good to go. People to think, "Wow, I didn't know he did." That's cool. <laughs> we'll
3: have plenty of time for in and out and preparation.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I would think that's because uh, you're basically you're guaranteed a W. So the family's going to be in a great mood. You're going to get done by three o'clock probably. Three o'clock in and out.
1: Yeah. Five and o'clock primary what, lesson. What he usually USC does
2: is he usually showers uh, after the game and before he does his media on home games. So once he's done, and and how much can you talk? Ten minutes on this thing, maybe. How many questions There'll be can some, we possibly yeah, Well, he'll have?
1: take some look-ahead questions because people have got to write Idaho State? On Sunday and Monday.
2: <laughs> Idaho State!
1: And they can't ask him about USC because they haven't played yet.
2: So they're going to be looking ahead be the to Idaho show. State. Yeah. Coach! <laughs> You're playing where you got your coaching start, yeah. I guess. And Back to your roots. 30 years ago. I mean, come on. It's going to be 10 minutes of blah, blah, blah. Wow. And then his whole family is going to be sitting to his right. Then they're going to get up and go out. They'll be eating by 3.30. What's the closest in and out? they got to go down to Fort Union?
1: Is the so one in Salt Lake? Salt Lake South, I don't Salt know Lake that. I, don't yeah. know,
2: I don't know the answer to I've that. I've
1: driven by the one in Fort Union. I know where it is. Sure. I've seen that one. But.
2: Right. He used to live out that way, but there's been a, a relocation. So uh, I, I don't know the answer to that one. I don't know if there's... Well,
1: he'll find it. I'm sure he knows, and that's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Anything else we talked about in this show you want to share with the people? You want to underline, put the exclamation point on. You like the uh, – the, the I like the Kyle Gunther story about the, the tight ends with the tight ends having first-half drops and whiffing on blocks. And he said, I know exactly how offensive coordinator Andy Ludwig handled that. And then he told us a funny story about Andy basically getting frustrated with the tight ends in practice and then just not calling any formation involved to tight end for a week or so. You guys get to sit on the sideline and watch the game. Congrats.
2: Yeah, I think there were two separate plays – two consecutive plays, I mean – uh, against BYU, the tight end drops a pass that had a particularly oppor- a particular opportunity to have a big gain. And then on the very next play, I don't know if it was the same tight end, I can't remember, he does whiff on a block that led to a TFL, if I remember correctly. And I believe that those were consecutive plays. And Kyle referenced that about whiffing. And if I remember, and I'm pretty sure I do, that that was consecutive plays last Thursday so with that in mind, yeah. And when you when you have a good team and you win soundly, you gotta pick on something. So comes to mind, drop pass with block. Boom. We gotta get better on that. <laughs> Cause you can't
1: be sitting out there week one going, We got this nailed yeah. down. Yeah,
2: can you imagine Kyle coming into the press room and putting his feet up and putting his hands behind his head? Ah, we played <laughs> one hell of a game. I really got no complaints. Questions.
1: <laughs> well, the next time we see that will be the first time we see that.
2: That would be awesome if he did that. And he just leans back, you know, interlocks his hands behind his head as if you're in a very comfortable Coaching position. Coaching press conferences,
1: will never happen. He's surprised that you
0: have any questions at all. Nick Saban
1: walks to the podium, grabs the, grabs the Coke bottle, and says, we don't need to monetize everything. We got enough money. I mean, look how good our
2: team is. Pl- never right. Guys played perfectly questions any questions that would be it that would that would would be so funny people wouldn't know what to do if he dropped that line
1: dj and pk it's 97.5 and 1280 the zone your feedback next as another
0: show comes to an end, comes to an end. it's time to hear from you is this live right now from your calls tweets and open mics This is the best feedback of the day. (laughs) This is why we lost the game. Presented by Strong Audi. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Show Monday from 3 to 6 at Diamond Airport Parking, 50 South Red Road Road in Salt Lake City. Mention your address on twelve eighty to the Zone and get 20% off ballet parking through all of September. Time for your feedback. Everything you think about today's show. Ron says Kyle asks his primary kids a question. Kid answers incorrectly. Kyle says, okay, next man up. <laughs> Had to be here in the last segment if you weren't that doesn't make much sense but if you were then that does that's funny who said that in uh that comes from Ron Hubrick Ron uses his full name on Twitter okay Ron that was good Ron congratulations on using your name on Twitter oh yeah we know who you are people taking shots and they're you know big bunny at over the hill or something <laughs> <laughs> you' like whatever you got forty three callers lecture me forty three followers lecture me later
2: he puts his name out there, and yeah. that, was that was a funny response. Line. So good for him. K Scott says,
1: you "Need to make Gunther permanent." I love the stories. Well, we've had him on three weeks in a row.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think you should count on him on Friday mornings for the rest Welcome of college the show. football season. You kind of catch a pattern here. Nope. <laughs>
1: Tends to be a little on the early side, too. I don't think he's been on after 8.30 yet. 7.30, 8 o'clock, something like that. That's your best chance to catch guys. He's Gunther. on at
2: 8 this week. Really? If you missed it. Plenty early for a work day, isn't it?
1: Everything I mean, is available at 1280thezone.com. You can go listen to it there. Yuck. Post them every day. Buck, you're going to be on that, right? It's already up. It's
2: already up. There it is. Well, we know he's got good stories and good breakdowns, too. Hence, that's why we had him on. He's been a friend of mine for a number of years. Talked to him at a bunch of
1: practices. He's been in Channel 2 for the KMYU show. Yes. So we have both seen him around. Exactly. The media's not that big in this town. <laughs> we tend to all know each other. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Standing on the same sidelines, well, sitting yeah. in the
2: same press boxes. You know, I was up there interviewing the 0-4 team and all that stuff. So it's been a good 15 years now.
1: If you're a Ute fan, I am. You want BYU to beat Tennessee and look good doing it. I think Utah and Utah State cruise. I think BYU is going to grind out a thirty-three to thirty win. TJ tweeting that in.
2: Uh, that'd be nice, but I disagree, i don't know that I agree with what he's saying. If you're a Ute fan, you want BYU to win. I—I I, I get the premise. I—I uh, I think he's thinking twelve and one conference champs. I get the premise. Need. to... Need
1: everything possible to look good for a playoff,
2: but it it is your rival, and it's hard to do. It's just hard to root for the other guy like that. I it's 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 hard for me to root for the Juve. I can root for them in basketball because I don't really have the passion there in basketball. Not even non-conference football games,
1: because in conference it doesn't matter. In conference, it it might matter. It probably doesn't, though.
2: They, they may need, you may, the Devils may need them to beat somebody, to saddle oh, them with okay. a loss. Oh, okay, yeah, that
1: way. You're right, yeah, down the stretch. You could do that, couldn't you? If Arizona If it needed, benefits the Devils? Yeah, if Arizona's got to beat USC or UCLA, Utah might be different, to I guess. To
2: win the conference. To or win, to win, well, now, to win now, the division, division to get to the conference, conference title anymore, game. anymore, but it's yeah. winning the division. Uh, I probably could, yeah. If it's, if it's benefiting the Devils, sure, but... Even non-conference against Hawaii, I was torn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Khalil Tate and like to see him do well. A dramatic, exciting player. But been, you know U of A people. But yeah, he had been on the people. show. It, although it is easier for me now that I don't live down there because I don't have to face him. Just like SC, I used to hate SC. Now I don't hate them near as much because I don't deal with their folks like I used to. All right, that's
1: going to do it for our show. If you missed anything, you want to hear Kyle Gunther, uh, his interview, top of hour number three. Go to 1280theZone.com, go to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts, and uh, you can listen to the whole show. Thomas Hammock, the Northern Illinois football coach, is in hour number one. That was in the 6 a.m. hour. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 the zone.